Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Alright. You okay? You seem a little flustered. Yeah, man, because normally Mike's the late late asshole, and, I mean, and he's like, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, now you, I feel uh, like a sheepish jerk. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you yeah. saved me today, James. Apparently. Thank you. Mike had to call me. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, I was like, ugh. Welcome back to another episode of the IO panel, episode number 42, recording on Sunday, January 15th, 2017. With me, as always, is co-host number one, Dr. Neil Blevins, Esquire. Dr. Blevins, how you doing? Oh, sorry. I was was in some deep thought there. Uh, I'm doing very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And also with us is co-host A, Mr. Brocious. Mr. Brocious, how you doing? I'm good, man. Having a a good time. All right. I have a quick question. Yes. Who remembers where that came from? Brocious? Oh, someone called me that in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, They being funny? Came from Gotti, yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't Got sure it. if it was one of those uh, you speak so well moments. No, no, no. It was just uh, Brocious and one of, the, one of the variations of my last name, Brocious, and of course, Blutonius. That's the other one. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, a pretty ridiculous one. Blutonius. Yeah. Like the that color? One, or? That one barely makes sense. Yeah, no. It's just... Well, it, it kind of does. If you think about Popeye and Bluto. And uh, then? Pluto is like the big fat guy, and Onius, I don't know, you're obsessed with ancient Romans or something? So James is a big fat guy? That's what it is? He's a Roman fat guy. (laughs) A Roman fat guy. Okay. Got it. Makes sense to me. Let's go with it. Okay. Sounds good. So, first up, Hmm. lasers. Oh, my friend. Not just any kind of lasers. Lasers made from jellyfish. I'm Lasers go down. made from jellyfish? Sort of. Sort of. Uh, I do encourage you to watch the YouTube video. It's just over four minutes long. Um, I'm going to summarize a few points here for you. First, start with the history of lasers. Originally theorized in the early 1900s, about 1917, by our favorite uh, famous scientist, Mr. Albert Einstein, the namesake of uh, our education as great as that is mm-hmm. um eventually were lasers were created in 1960 and apparently considered like a solution with no problem so i made some notes i was like uh how do lasers make money why do we make this you know ah. one of those kind of situations mm-hmm. so I, you know we take them for granted these days we've all played with laser pointers and entertained ourselves by annoying some cats and whatnot um, 
but they also have different colors, which I'm sure we're aware of. Red lasers, probably the most common in like uh, those temperature sensors. You can like send down a hallway or point at a wall, etc. cetera, uh, or in the oven. So you don't have to stick your head in there. Um, CD players. What if you want to stick your head in there? I mean, nothing's going to stop you. Oh, you, so quick side note. Someone was over here uh, on Friday night, I think. Like, I'm going to stick my head in the oven. I was like, sorry, dude, it's electric. Find another way. <laughs> uh, so red laser is also used for barcode scanners, grocery stores and retail locations, all kinds of stuff like that. Blue or violet lasers are used for Mike. Blu-ray. Correct. Also some <laughs> medical technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the more rare and and specialized lasers, it's called a polariton laser. That, Come on, it's, man. It's, it's called a Polariton laser. It comes straight out of Star Trek. Um, so did traditionally... They, did, they co- did they coordinate their neutrinos? Yes. The neutrinos and the bosons all lined up orderly, you know. The chronotons, they're good? Is, yep, it, pull, chron- is it Heisenberg compensator somehow involved? Um, sort of. So the Polariton laser, traditionally made by exciting atoms of a supercooled Bose-Einstein condensate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can see you nodding your heads. Uh, to, to create a half-matter, half-light quasi-stream of particles. So why? Uh, it's used in some quantum physics um, testing, uh, used to tag cancer cells in medical research. And it was traditionally very hard to make because of the supercooled um, part of it, which takes a lot of helium gas and very specialized equipment. So not too common. Hmm. So in uh, actually earlier in 2016, some scientists who were testing proteins uh, from some bioluminescent jellyfish <clears throat> enhanced those proteins by growing them with a sort of modified version of E. coli. And then sandwich them between, they made like a mirror sandwich, basically. Hmm. So they put a, a thin layer of this uh, these proteins uh, between mirrors and you pass light through that. And it, it's like way, way brighter than the previous uh, versions of the Polaritime lasers um, at room temperature. So you don't need all the specialized equipment for super cooling and everything. And why this is, well, so they... Super cool it because when things are, when particles are super cooled in general, they're very controllable and you can kind of make them do and orient how you want them. But it just so happens that these bioluminescent proteins from the certain type of jellyfish are barrel shaped, uh, much like our bodies. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> they, uh, they line up nice and orderly and uh, make for a very efficient um, laser material. Or not, well, I guess kind of a laser substrate. Uh, It's probably using that wrong. Anyways, so these Polariton lasers, um, I think they kind of look green from whatever the video is, but I'm assuming there's no, they don't have the, um, the, uh, what's it called? They're not the only green lasers, uh, but some blue, the blue lasers use a uh, gallium nitride substrate and uh, red lasers are created with a helium neon gas. So I thought it was pretty interesting. 
I like it when technology uses biology. Um, and obviously the lack of need for supercooling these will hopefully allow them to be more, um, more prevalent in science and medicine. Um, yeah. So I thought it was very interesting, not necessarily useful or helpful to our daily lives, but still interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So once again, four minute YouTube video, the guy does a very good job presenting it. Um, watch it. So my next news article is helpful for us for when we get abducted by aliens and uh, they try to communicate with us by clicking their claws and doing their little wobbly dance to tell us where the pollen is uh, or whatever they do before they probe us. Speaking of probes, I got a package in the mail this morning. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is... There's two versions to this, actually. The Rosetta disk um, was created because certain predictions um, say that up to 90% of the world languages are going to disappear in the next century. I think that's a high number. That The article says 50 to 90. It's probably closer to 50 or even less than that. But aggressive projections, perhaps, say up to 90% of languages will be disappear. So... The Long New Foundation has created this Rosetta Disk, which contains over 13,000 pages of information on over 1,500 languages from around the world. Um, it's made from electroformed nickel, and I don't really know much about that process, but apparently it's accessible and pretty durable down to a nanoscale, uh, meant to withstand many generations of passing down knowledge. Um, do you guys ever see that movie City of Ember with Tim no. Robbins? No. Okay. No. Um, just, that just reminded me of that they had like uh, they had a Bill Murray was the mayor of the city that was buried to like save humanity from the apocalypse, and um, one of the other characters, her family was traditionally like in the line of mayors, but their the secrets are locked in a box and like her grand her great grandmother or something goes crazy and forgets about it so society like kind of starts to deteriorate and anyways um so the way they do this is housing this disc in a sphere made from steel and glass which is apparently pretty durable so all the aliens need to read it is a microscope and surely if they can fly through space they have this technology now why did I put it in this article saying it might be uh, in this episode saying it might be useful for us? Well, you can buy a simplified version that you can wear around your neck as a pendant um, for a donation of at least $1,000 to this foundation. So on this pendant, the quote unquote front side will have uh, simplified languages uh, or simplified information about certain languages, mainly, uh, English, Russian, Swahili, Mandarin, modern Arabic, and Bahasa, which is from Indonesia. Uh, the flip side will uh, contain a preamble of the Declaration of Human Rights, which I did not know was a thing. 
uh, vocabulary lists for 700 or so languages and additional diagrams for the 10,000 year clock, which I know nothing about. Did you know the Declaration of Human Rights was a thing? No. Excellent. <clears throat> Never heard of it. Yeah. Now I want to know what that is. Well, we can do it. We'll do a deep dive on declarations next week. Mm -hmm. I declare it. So, so <laughs> let it be. Um, I think, I mean, these are going to be extremely limited edition, of course, because I'm sure it takes a lot to make. Um, I and thought they were making a bunch of these. I thought that's the, that's the whole idea. No, it'll be a very limited run. That's, I mean, that's why it's a thousand dollars, I think. <clears throat> well, at least a donation of minimum $1,000 will give you uh, one of them. What does the money go to? Uh, I guess supporting this uh, long new foundation, what? preservation of, you know, language. Fuck out of here. I mean, something we we take for granted. Yeah, all right, I, man. That's what I would have liked. For. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and what happens? What about the uh, the Library of Alexandria, James? Don't you wish there was an archive of that? Yeah, well, they didn't have Wikipedia back then, so that's what happens. They're fucked. Okay. Well, one EMP, and we don't have Wikipedia either. Yeah, but this is I'm not. They don't need me to pay a thousand. Like governments do this. You know, I was I was talking to Ed about this the other day. You know, we need to keep things off site. You know, for but we. We we do that. I mean, I, I get it. I totally get it. But this just seems like an extra thing, you know. Well, I I honestly didn't expect any of us to shell out a thousand dollars, but uh, no, you were I, expecting me to get involved. I know you. I was not. <laughs> I just think it's cool. This is like uh, um, an isolinear chip, you know, just wear it around your neck. It's mm. not. It's not an isolinear chip. It's more of a densely packed microfilm. On a disc around your neck, a microfiche. Yeah, I thought of. I th yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's the, uh, the techno tran, the techno trans machine. What is that? Oh, oh you can That's zoom in on this the thing. The machine okay. says techno trans on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize you could zoom in on this. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, all you need. That's basically why I said it's like microfilm. You just no, no. Need, but I mean the the oh the image of it on the web page. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I see. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So you just I mean, need a microscope, cool. man. They should make this. They should make it like a, a cheaper version, though. A thousand. I, well, I think that's crazy. the goal. That's mm -hmm. the goal. It says right. It says right here at the you know, given the new process, reliable, fast, and less expensive than the one used for the original. So I guess they had an original version of this. Yeah, that's the thirteen thousand page one. So they say this one could be the first version of. The Rosetta Disc, which is what this thing is called, that can meet the long-desired goal of broad dissemination in keeping with the long-term archiving strategy of L-O-C-K-S-S, -S, mm -hmm. which is lops, lots of copies keep stuff safe. Lots of lobster. Mm -hmm. lobster. Lops, <laughs> lots of opso. No, so, that's something else. Abu Hamza. Wait, so, okay, so... Um, I'm like, I'm trying to watch the video and listen to you. So the whole idea is what's, what are they ultimately trying to keep safe? The declaration of human rights? Just or knowledge in general, basically. I think language knowledge and knowledge and, and the languages themselves. What all is on the disc? What all is on, like just every, uh, a copy of every language is on here. Not every language. 
or it's a Rosetta a Stone because it uses the the human rights thing to as as the Rosetta Stone for every language they have copies of it on there for. Uh, that could be. I don't I don't know, uh, okay. but that does actually make a lot of sense. I mean, the ones you can buy only have two, four, like six. I think six languages on there, like in full, and then documents in hundreds of others. Um, but you know, for for all the alien abductions we're going to go through, it could help as a translator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evan, I want to jump back real quick to your first thing: your jellyfish lasers. Pew pew pew. Yes. I don't. I don't uh, agree with this guy and his his name. His you don't name approve? is ridiculous. You don't approve of his name. What's his hmm. name? The, the guy talking in the video here. What's yeah. his name? Snooty McSnootington. Trace Dominguez. <laughs> well, he's fancy, Michael. What's his problem? What's your problem? Trace. That's you, not a fucking name. Right? He, he is a. He's a country singer of Hispanic descent. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That explains it perfectly. Good country singers are named Trace. There is Trace Adkins or Trace Adkins. Never heard of him. Well, now you have. We're we're telling you a whole bunch of new stuff today. Fucking spice racks and cheese. Oh my god! Yeah, spice racks. It's a full education. Do you know you go to Chinese food restaurants and give these things called fortune cookies? Inside the cookie, I know you want to eat the whole thing, but inside the cookie is a piece of paper with a fortune. Now, surprise, surprise! The fortune's made up. It's not actually true. Blasphemy. So, how do you know? Eat the whole cookie. (laughs) It's extra fiber. Yeah, exactly. Just chew, put the whole thing in your mouth. Chew through the plastic. Chew through the cookie for sweetness. Choke, choke on the fortune. Choke on it. No. Um, (laughs) All right. How ironic would it be if the fortune said, "The end is coming soon." Yeah. (laughs) So. Aside from the presenter's name, jellyfish lasers are cool, and uh, alien abduction Rosetta discs are interesting. They're cool. It's, it's interesting. I, would it actually help in an alien abduction situation? I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced of that. I have not seen Arrival. Um, I have heard mixed reviews, but uh, I mean, they don't speak English, do they? don't know mm-hmm. so maybe it would be more helpful if we had an alien rosetta disc yeah okay Aliens we'll work on it giving, if any of our listeners have tips on how to attain uh alien translations let us know maybe that website above top secret has some dictionaries <clears throat> right That's all I had for the news. Okay. Um, see, I got confused there for a second. Though you said the arrival, and I'm like, isn't that a movie with Charlie Sheen? Well, it's just I did not say the. I said arrival, purposefully okay. because many people <coughs> say the arrival or the arrival, and that is a different movie. Right. Right. Another movie with Charlie Sheen. Uh, I think it was called Chase. Yes. Saw that in like 1991 or whenever, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I enjoyed it. It's about a car chase and like they had like a, they fell in love in a car while running from the cops or something like that. I don't know. Good movie. <laughs> I 
I remember seeing a trailer for that, but I've never actually seen that movie. So classic love story. Yeah. Then there's another movie going on the whole theme there called Fled. Uh huh. Isn't that with Lawrence Fishburne and? Uh, Please stop. Uh, I was gonna be like Nick Nick Baldwin. What the hell is that one? The blonde one. Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. Viva Los Biodome. <laughs> Fucking fled. <laughs> I hate that movie. I hate the sound of it. I hate saying it because it's like not a name for a movie. It's fled. Ugh. Just doesn't I'm, sound I'm, like the. I've prop- never actually seen that movie, so it's horrible. I'm sure it's a it movie is. called Fled. It's just what you think it is. <clears throat> well, okay. how how can we turn that into an action word? Is it it's an action tense. word? Well, no. I mean, one of our action words. Oh. I don't know. We'll have to think on it. Okay. All right. Let's see, vulnerability. Okay, so now we got the stranger danger. So, only thing I have for this week, really, is um, I saw that there's a, they've discovered a vulnerability in the WhatsApp program, which WhatsApp, which is now owned by Facebook, is claiming is not actually a vulnerability it's a feature yeah it's a feature it's a feature not a bug so (laughs) basically what happens is it'll um when in so i guess an end user their encryption key can change i don't know if you could just go in there and say i want to change my encryption key or or why that would happen exactly but if you're worried about a leak or something yeah i guess but it doesn't like let's say I change my key and then I send you a message, it won't notify you that I have a new key. It'll just silently accept it and be like, "All right, cool." Hmm. Okay. So that's the. So. That's the thing people have issue with. I haven't used WhatsApp in like almost two years, I guess, or a year and a half. Whenever we went to Jamaica. Right. Uh, and I think at that point it was not fully encrypted. Am I correct? I don't think it was. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like if you, the first time you interact with someone, does it just automatically accept keys or does it say, Hey, this is this person's key. Do you want to accept it? Cause if it just automatically accepts, then I would side with WhatsApp saying it's just a convenience feature. Like why bother? But <clears throat> I guess some of the more security minded professionals out there would have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it, it, uh, you know, it asks you to, to change anything or, you know, to be like, Oh, you sure this is their key or whatever? Click here to confirm. So there's a setting. And I think we had talked about this a while ago. Um, there's a setting in WhatsApp you can turn on. You have to go into the settings and kind of dig deep, but there's a under security, there's a, thing you can turn on that says show security notifications okay and in here it says when possible the messages you send and your calls are secured with end-to-end encryption which means whatsapp and third parties can't read or listen to them and so you can turn on the show security notifications what does that mean it says turn on this setting to receive notifications when a contact security code has changed okay so the functionality is there it's just not on by default yeah 
And then this says the messages you send and your calls are encrypted regardless of the setting when possible. Right. Yeah, I would side with them. I would I would not call that a vulnerability. Yeah, it's just but I mean, yeah, so that it can be used by millions of people, you know, it has to be easy. Yeah. Yep. So All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I put in here under stranger danger is there's this family, you know, that we have all these genealogy sites now. Yep. Yeah. So there's this other genealogy site called family tree now, but it's free. And it's basically like one of those sites like Spokio or is it Intellis or Intellius? What? These are sites that um, you know you can search for people and stuff, and they have yeah, information. And... Definitely not a family. That ain't for finding family. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I want a stalker. Gotcha. Yeah. So you this. Know? So this. I, I'm gonna genealogy... need those links. I'm gonna need yeah. those links, Mike. So this genealogy site search. I mean, it's all from publicly available information. You know, it's not like anything crazy. Right. Um. But this site just puts it all in there, and it's right there. It's like boom. Now, the cool thing is, though, this site lets you opt out. So you can say, yeah, take all my information out. Make it and, not accessible. And you just, you have to prove your identity somehow? That I don't know. I didn't I didn't try to go through the procedure. I would um, just assume, like, you I don't can know how type you would, in anyone's information and be like, okay, opt out. Be like, like, disappear them. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's another service we haven't talked about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... That's different. It's like uh, you into wet work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, just uh, something. Something's kind of interesting. It's, I will uh, have to look at myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It says you can you can access everything. There's no fees, and you don't even need to create an account. On their on their site to to you know search for information and get information on there. So interesting. Now, how do how do they make money? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they provide a service for uh, for human rights. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they have ads all over the site. I have no idea. Good Samaritans. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Click here to delete yourself. Click here to delete yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those sites, like, and there's. So there's sites that have information, like I was saying before, like Spokio um, and Intellius who have, but usually you have to pay. Either you have to pay to get information or you could pay them to take your information down. Ah, so it's extortion. Kind of. Cool. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'll have to do some digging Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for um, purely um, um, non-nefarious reasons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Audible. Audible is one of our sponsors on the show here. If you want to sign up, get an account free for 30 days, get a free book, go to audibletrial.com slash IO panel. The link is also on our website. If you go to iopanelpodcast.com, 
the links over there on the right hand side. And <clears throat> so I've been listening to, I'm, I haven't finished it yet, but I've uh, started listening to a book called The Case Against Sugar. So this is by the same author who wrote Why We Get Fat, mm -hmm. which I've probably talked about in the past. And he also read another book before that, which I have not read, called Good Calories, Bad Calories. So in Why We Get Fat, it basically makes the case that, you know, it should be a low to no carb diet. Yeah, I believe um, I'm going to make a claim that I have no presentable evidence to back up right now, but I've heard it from multiple sources that the um, human body has zero nutritional needs or energy needs from carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. So, so that's pretty much what they, what they say and why we get fat in this book, the case against sugar, which again, I'm not done yet, but I'm probably about halfway through it. Uh, this one, he's going after sugar specifically. And like you know, big sugar, the sugar kinda, industry. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about, yeah, they talk about uh, all the different, you know, the way it's been marketed, this and that, the organization's responsible, blah, blah, you know, it's like man, in I'll, everything. Oh yeah. It's in, I didn't even know this. It's in, it's in tobacco for cigarettes. No shit. Yeah. Like, like they said, blended tobacco or blended cigarettes. That's with sugar. Really? Yeah. So all the cigarettes that we've ever smoked are have right. sugar in them. No shit. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, sugar's everywhere, man. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in this laptop. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like these guys are crazy. You know, they're like, what else can we put sugar in? You know, get people to buy it, you know? Yep. Like sugar, 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 you know? So it's an interesting read so far. Uh, basically it gives you a lot of the history, you know, of what, how this happened and blah, blah. And it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, the author is Gary Taubes. And I believe he, this book was also mentioned on the keto chow website. Mm -hmm. Name is familiar. Yeah. So fun fact. Do you know where most of the, sugar you find in the grocery store or is used to sweeten things around the world comes from Jamaica. I meant what the, what the biological source is. Well, it is a sugar cane, which is basically a grass, but a very big, crazy grass. Well, there is that, but more predominantly is it comes from sugar beets. Oh yeah. There's that too. Yeah, that's another source. And of course, the other one that we have, although you don't have sugar per se, but you have another substance that it might as well be sugar is corn, right? Yeah. So that's why we have, you know, high, high fructose, fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup. Exactly. Yeah, I think HFCS that even fucks you 55. up. That fucks you up more than actual sugar, I think. <clears throat> it might. It might. Um, they talk about that in the book, too. So mm -hmm. it's very, very interesting. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention here, so we were talking last week about, um, Penn Gillette and how he lost like a hundred pounds mm -hmm. and we said he was on the potato diet. Yep. 
which is not exactly a hundred percent true. Um, well, but he started on that, right? And then, like after, I don't know what a couple months, started integrating more like vegetables and making stews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't, I don't know any more details than that. <clears throat> right. So, yeah, it was pretty much it's pretty much it. So, the from what I understand, the whole thing with the potato is that he just started. Basically, they say to break your habits of eating all this crazy stuff and whatever, just pick one thing and just eat that for a while just to establish a new kind of baseline. Hmm. So he picked a potato. You know, it could have been it could have been anything, you know, like corn or whatever. You know, it could have been whatever you want. But yeah. Do you know who Freely is? If I say that name, do you recognize no. it? No. She is popular on YouTube. Ace Freely? No. No. I don't know. <laughs> her her name is Freely the Banana Girl, and oh, she God. just eats like 40 bananas a day, and that's oh, it. She only on. eats bananas. Come on. She, she's a fully raw vegan. Just, I, I know you're fucking disgusted, but it No, I don't mind that. bananas with 40 a day. And oh. her, her soul... Calorie intake is bananas. Is she fucking yellow? No. <laughs> Look, here's funny thing, right? I just and this is like how how stupid people are, and just tells you how stupid certain things are. I read a Japanese manga, which is a comic book, a Japanese comic book called Banana Chan. <laughs> it's about a girl who just eats bananas, and she gets superpowers from eating bananas. <laughs> But every time she uses her superpower, she has to eat the banana whole, like with the rind and all. Ugh. And she hates it. And now you're just saying this about this person. And I'm like, people are stupid. And when life starts to imitate a Japanese person's like imagination, is when we gotta quit. Like something's going wrong here. I think they they might have flipped that around. She's been eating bananas for like many many years. Jesus but I don't know Christ. when that manga was published. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, she's also like incredibly crazy and a huge bitch and psychopath. Yeah. So no doubt about that. And how do you know that? I spend a lot of time on YouTube looking at vegan stuff. <laughs> do you hate yourself? No, I'm interested. You want to be a vegan? Evan? Click on that link. Um, not like they are, but it's uh, it's interesting. Although. Probably about a year ago, I think I read a comparison between what it would take to feed the whole world a like a healthy vegan diet, you know, organic, natural, grown stuff like that. And um, there's just not enough land mass to do it. So as bad as factory farms are, or even like, you know, it's fine if you have regular farms, a couple sheep, cows, chickens, whatnot. Um, that's like kind of ideal or if you hunt for your food also, that's even better. Um, but like full worldwide veganism is not really possible. And there was a big debate because vegan diets are traditionally very low in B12, which is, uh, one of the very important vitamins in your diet. So, um, there was a struggle on where, to get B12 because most of it is animal derived. Um, but in like probably in the last year or so they've figured out how to extract it from, uh, kelp and seaweed and sea beans and stuff like that. So. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
There's um so just so you know that manga came out in 2010. Yeah. Okay. So that was, might be right around the same time. Yeah. Weird. Banana no nana. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's uh that's pretty great. Yeah. Japanese people are nuts, man. Is it a good manga? I mean, if you like fan service and and, and girl bananas? and girl stuff. <laughs> and banana banana related stuff. You said fan service? Yeah, that's you... Japanese, the Japanese way to say like upskirts. Upskirts and and down blouses and, and down blouse. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, no nudity, no blatant nudity, no blatant sexual stuff. Yeah. Just, just, just girls bouncing boobs, that kind of thing. Just enough, like side boob, you know. Yeah, it's just, just mm. enough. Yeah. Are you have you are you not familiar with fan service? Have we have we given you the sixth piece of knowledge for today? Jesus, yeah, this Michael. is this is another. Another thing you guys neglected to t- inform me about until oh, I yeah. learned about fan service. I think when I lived with James and you had lived with James, and so how do you not know about fan service? Sad that I'm the one who teaches you. The whole, I teach you guys horrible things. <laughs> fan service, huh? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a great name for it too. Yeah, it's called fan service. It's so weird. Yeah, but, Japanese okay. people, they're amazing. It's an amazing race of people. It's like they're aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we can do a whole show on like Japanese culture and how strange it is. Get the Rosetta disc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Press it into his face. Um, <laughs> It'll give him superpowers of <laughs> language. That's right. <laughs> Before That's totally like could be the plot of like a manga because they're crazy. Yep. Um, also a Power Rangers episode. Yeah. So before we move on, I wanted well, to just say uh, something. Bef- before we move on to whatever you want to say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me okay, just finish. Kanye. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let me just finish finish this off. Just oh, saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were done. We're done, man. No, no, no. It's fine. So I put a link in here to um, to Penn Gillette's book. So he talks about how he lost the weight and what he did. So it is on Audible also. Mm-hmm. It's called Presto, How I Made Over 100 Pounds Disappear, and Other Magical Tales. So I was reading, I haven't read this or anything. I read the reviews. They're like, it's funny, it's this, it's that, it's cool, you know. And But they're like, there's a few of them, they're like, eh. They're like, make sure you really like Pen. Right. Because there's a lot of, you know, fuck this, fuck this, fuck that, I'm a fat fuck, you know, this and that. <laughs> And let's say a lot of sexual imagery, and I don't know. So a lot of fan service. Apparently, it's very you know, it's <laughs> quite quite the read. So okay, um, you know, that's a solid endorsement. <laughs> Buyer beware on that one, I guess. You know, it's, be yeah. aware of a good time inbound. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mike, do yep. you know what the acronym YMMV is? Your mileage may vary. Okay. But the other one I don't know is TBH. To be honest. Ah. Fucking number seven. Okay. Lucky number seven. <laughs> Lucky Had number you... okay. 11. No. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. That's what I said. <sighs> Featuring the enigma- en- enigmatic Josh Hartnett. And Bruce Willis and Sir Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And? Star-studded. And Lucy Liu. There you go. That's the one you care about. Correct. I don't know what she'd do with her life. <laughs> she's almost in a place, Michael, where she's accessible to you now. She's almost fallen that far. 
She's on a TV show called Elementary. What are you talking about? Oh, whatever. With Johnny Lee Miller, who is um Zero Cool. All right. <laughs> I like this Crash game. Override. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Is that I British thought you were guy, black, man. Johnny Lee Miller? Yeah. yeah. So he's not British. He is, he is British. British. Oh my god. We talked about this last week, I think. Oh my yeah, god. He is very British, yes. That's crazy. So he plays um Holmes. I was like, who is this guy? Every time I see that show, I'm like, who is this guy? He plays Holmes, and of course Lucy Luz plays uh Watson. And it's actually a very good show. If you haven't seen it, it's actually pretty good. So Yeah, it's great. Pool on the roof must have a leak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he was married to her for like six months or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so yeah, so there you go. Two books for you guys to check out. Um audibletrial.com slash IO panel. There you go. Excellent. All right. So, uh, James, you wanted to, uh, yeah, I I just wanted to jump back to the family tree now thing. I tried to put a link in the chat, but, um, it didn't go through, but this is a, honestly not really a very creepy site. It's all stuff. People are creeped out by what the internet has to, has to offer, but just this, whatever you think is a, whatever you're like, no one knows this about me. No one knows where I live. Guess what? Everybody knows you live. I've been betrayed. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I put in Evan's name. I found I found his dad. I found a, it's like possible associates. It's like a police database, <laughs> you know. But it's all people who are who are not associated to Evan at all. Like maybe they lived in his house or like before him and his dad did or whatever. But they're not associates at all. It has your address. Okay. Misprinted twice, and then there's a and then there was another Evan. Uh, whose age is un or age and birth year unknown, and I but with your same middle initial and everything, and I clicked on that one and it was your mom. So one's your huh. dad, one's your mom, but they're not together as possible relatives. Thanks um, for bringing that up. What? They're not together. Oh, ruined my life. Sorry, bro. <laughs> At least you're not like Batman. <laughs> Parents are dead, bitch. No, that's um, <laughs> I just um, did a search for myself on Intellius, and uh, oh boy, they got everything except oh, they have me mixed with my dad a little bit. Yeah, I, li- I lived in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That happens to me a lot. I get mixed with my dad a lot, but I mean, and I found like a bunch of random James Broadduses. You know what I mean? But. Otherwise, this is this is like not anything shocking or creepy. I mean, this family tree now doesn't even give you that much information. It just gives you like name, possible associates, but all these people are in their sixties, so they're definitely not anyone you know, except Tariq Smith. I don't know who that is. BFFs. Oh, homeboy. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> yo Tariq. Hey, <laughs> hey yo hooks. Man, you know you ain't hooks, man. You stop, stop, stop looking over here, man. You ain't hooks. Um, anyway, but yeah, so <laughs> that was—I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, well, back you know what, to what Michael. Good. Um, a comment you made about dead parents and Batman. Yeah, I read uh, something on the internet. It was many years ago. Um, I think it was probably from like a joke thread. It was like, if you could be any superhero, who would you be? And uh, it's like if you wish to a genie or something, you're like, I wish I was Batman. And then the genie goes and kills your parents. Oh, God. 
ridiculous. <laughs> it just reminded me of that. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say something about? Oh yeah. Um, Audible. So I'll put these links in the chat. Um, I read. I just finished two books because I'm just a machine, uh, or three books actually. Um, Weapons of War by M.R. Forbes, which is a continuation of another series that I was listening to like like almost set, almost a year ago, and it's pretty fucking good. Um, and then there's Delver's LLC. This is another one of those like fantasy you're in a game environment type books that I've been listening to lately. This is by some guy here on the in America in America. Um not a not a, not the normal Russian fare, but <laughs> it's pretty good. Um the they like get sucked into uh, to another planet that is a ma- magic and sorcery and sword and sorcery planet by some dickhead god and he's like a dick. He's like this dick. You know, he's just like a fucking jerk. Um it's funny. And then there's and there's cat people, you know, which is like, <laughs> you know, and one of the characters, one of the main characters, two guys get sucked over there. One of them is like some big anime nerd. So he's excited to find out that there's cat people there, cat women. And he's like, always asks him, he's like, man, where are the cat women at? You know, it's like <laughs> kind of creepy, but funny. Um, and then I'm just right now listening to something by the God of Space Battles, B.V. Larson. If you know who B.V. Larson is, man, this guy's amazing. He's done is a million books on Audible, all space books, and they're all fucking great. They're timeless. You know, he's got a great grasp of like what the future might be like and what mankind should do with that power and all that kind of stuff. He's an awesome author. Some of the best books I've ever listened to about space are by him because he doesn't, he's, he's not really a world builder. Like, um, I don't know. He doesn't build huge environments, for, but he, he tells a good story of one character and his group of friends. It's pretty good. So anyway, that's called uh, Rebel Fleet, and that's what I'm listening to right now. Mm-hmm. I'll put links in the description for all those if you guys are interested. Cool. Sounds good. All righty. So. Um. Okay, so next, I under Yum Update, I just, we actually already talked about it. I put the uh, the, the potato diet, so I just wanted to clarify, you know. Correction, that's was, regarding he, what we talked about with Pendulette. Yeah, he's, okay. not, he's not just eating potatoes for the rest of his life, you know. So. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's fine. Um, <clears throat> and then also in the extra section, I put a link to an interview with Ray Cronice mm-hmm. and he's the, the, that's basically the diet that uh, Penn Gillette followed. So, okay, cool. So I was about to about ask it. you, I was like, that name sounds really familiar. What's that from? <clears throat> yeah. So he talks about his diet and everything. And uh, it actually sounds kind of interesting. Um, but uh, check it out. You know, if you guys are interested. It's, I uh, think, Potatoes are cool. probably like the potato diet. You said you could, in theory, just like pick one food to focus on until you sort of reset yourself. Right. I think potatoes are, um, if you were to do that, a pretty good choice if you're going to choose like something like a vegetable because uh, I think they are actually pretty nutrient rich and um, cheap and widely available. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm only going to eat purple parsnips grown on the Hawaiian coast during April. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. I'm sorry. Um, don't don't apologize, James. You are. Audible. We want you to feel like you're a part of the show. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to Audible to find the links, and right on the front page of Audible was, you know, they have a sampling of very a various show, various things. So there's a book here for one credit, or the member price cost is two dollars and seventy six cents, which in which case in which case you should just buy the book because it doesn't make sense. The book's length is only two minutes. <laughs> And the book's called My Big Black Cock. And <laughs> it's the, the publisher's summary is what is more heartwarming than than look than looking at children cuddling with animals with happy expressions on their faces. This book was inspired by the reality of life where bigger is always better. Please exercise discretion when playing it for your children. And I just listened to the sample. The sample's 30 seconds long. The sample's like a fourth of the book, you know, or, or <laughs> you know, a quarter of the book. And it's like literally some lady talking about, I've got a big black cock. I love him so much. Sometimes I stroke him. Sometimes I pet him. And when I'm at school, the kids are just staring at my big black cock all the time. I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> this house is a book. And it's it's got a rooster. Little, it's got a, yeah, of course. But still, it's only two minutes long. It's not even a book. I don't know what it is. <laughs> how many how many purchases or ratings does it have? Does it, it say? Doesn't, it doesn't have any ratings. Okay. Oh wait, no, no. Actually, of of course, on Amazon it has a bunch of ratings, but that doesn't—they're probably not real. Um, that reminds me. Um, I think I've told you guys one of my favorite shows is a British television show called QI, which stands for Quite Interesting. And on one of the episodes, um, Stephen Fry, who is the host, asks the panel—I uh, don't remember the guy's name—but it's like, why did this headmaster? have his servants stroke his big black cock something like that and they were like uh what so the story was like they one of them had been stealing or something like that so he convinced them because this was such a long time ago that people really believed in magic and bullshit that his black rooster could tell if you were lying by uh rubbing its feathers so what he did was put the rooster in a in a darkened room and had each of them one by one go in and rub its feathers and the rooster would tell them who was lying and who was the thief. But what he did was covered uh, the rooster in soot. So when they came out, their hands would uh, would be covered in soot, except for the person who was lying and and stealing stuff from him. They would just say that they rubbed him, and uh, they would turn themselves in. Oh, there you go. That's fine. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Sorry for that tangent. Sometimes you gotta rub the cock. Yeah. Everyone <clears throat> take that advice to heart. <laughs> it's a heart in hand. Alright. So uh Evan, what do we got here? Uh you know, I was Slightly torn about putting this in extras or or yum update. It's not really a news story, but um, almond milk sort of appeared in my life within the last 10 years. Uh, And I assumed it was like a new thing for for hippies and all that, but apparently not. So I'm going to, I just linked to the Wikipedia entry on almond milk. So I'm going to read a couple things from it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, almond milk is a plant milk made from almonds with a creamy texture and nutty taste. It contains neither cholesterol nor lactose and is often consumed by lactose intolerant and those who wish to avoid dairy products, including vegans. No surprise there. Skipping down to history. In the Middle Ages, almond milk was known in both the Islamic world and Christendom as a nut milk suitable for consumption during Lent because it did not, uh, it was not uh, like cow's milk would spoil. Um, stuff like. So that shit's really old. Hmm. I did honestly assume that, that almond milk, and now I'm sure soy, maybe soy milk is, no, soy milk's from China. That shit's really old too. I assume these were like hippie bullshit in the last decade, but oh, I guess now not. it's hippie bullshit. But oh yeah, we we turned it into that. It's very traditional, apparently. But it's uh, like um, making a comeback. What's that stuff? Quinoa. Yes, that's like done now. You know, you know that ruined Peru, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened? Quinoa, 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 quinoa. Yeah. First yeah. time I saw it written, I was like, quinoa. Like, yeah. It's like a, a sprouted grain that was very popular in um, traditional culture, and I think it was Peru. Uh, like a big part of their their main uh, diet, but when it got popular in America, it was so profitable that the locals could no longer afford to buy it. Oh man! So I kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say about almond milk. It's like uh, you know, it's it's a lot older than we thought. And actually, there's uh, not specifically. This isn't where I got it from, but there's another YouTube channel I watch called James Townsend and Son. Um, don't know if either of you guys have ever watched it, but it's about a sort of 1700s or, or 17th, 18th century um, reenactment. Uh, the guy goes through and like participates in traditional cooking methods and you know availability of products a couple hundred years ago. Uh, kind of pretty interesting, so I'll I'll put a link to that down there too. Hmm. So almond milk—that's one thing that I like about almond milk, and people don't realize because we're like so programmed, like oh, this spoils. It doesn't really spoil, right? You can just leave it out. Um, I don't know if you can like leave it out indefinitely, but I mean, more certainly more than like a day or a couple of days, like cow milk or or goat's milk or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's much more uh, hearty. Now I'm certain the the honey vanilla flavors are not traditional, but uh, that's all that's all our American taste buds. And it's full of sugar, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. You know it. Yeah. All right. Anything else after you said you uh, you put the Ray Cronice potato thing down there too? Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing, so this is kind of interesting. This is this like random story I saw on Yahoo. Um, this guy got arrested after a, a cop saw him use this license plate concealer device on his own vehicle. <laughs> so this is exactly what I think I talked to James about a million years ago. Uh-huh. So this guy invented this thing and put it on his car so that when he's going through a toll, he could hide his license plate. 
but Didn't there was they a do cop- that in um, the transporter. Oh, that was something else. It like flipped to a different license plate. Yeah. Oh yeah. This guy's thing is like genius though. It's literally like just some roll down thing. It just pulls down and covers a plate. It's, it's, fucking, it's fucking smart. Huh. So he got caught. This is bound mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's going to be selling them after this. I guarantee that. Not if he gets convicted of a felony. He's not. <laughs> no. He'll write a blog post. Cops hate when you do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then there's another little story here. It's kind of long. So, um, if you want to read it, go ahead. But it's a, basically a law professor. He ends up getting a, a, a uh, one of those traffic tickets in the mail. You know, like from a I – don't, I don't know if it's a red light camera or mm-hmm. it might have been a speed camera. I'm not sure. But um, – does he go in? I I have not read this, but like, does he go in and prove that it was physically impossible? Well, he he gets he gets them to. So this is what he ends up saying. He ends up getting a trial and all this stuff, right? And he, uh, so the the way it works, some some company that they have a contract with, you know, runs the cameras and then finds violations. Yeah, and they they pick them out and they send them to the police, and then the police say, "Okay, yep, this one, this one, this one, very good," and they you know fill it out, sign it, and they mail it out, right? And so the guy who mailed it out, they get this guy on cross examination, you know, the guy from the police department. So you know he got him to admit, "No, I wasn't there when it happened." Um, there's no photograph of the who the driver was. You know, awesome. um, there were no witnesses, blah, blah, blah. And so he ends up asking this. He says, so he says, so you signed an affidavit under the pains and penalties of perjury, alleging probable cause to believe that I committed a violation of traffic laws without a- any evidence that that was so. And the guy immediately says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. You are dismissed. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay. Um, it says the city then rested its case. He said, I renewed my motion to dismiss, with which the judge immediately granted. Awesome. So the only only thing is, so yeah, so he won, you know, which is nice. Good. He ended up, though, to get a trial and all this stuff, he had to pay twice the amount of the ticket. <laughs> kind of yeah. like as like a bond or whatever you know like like first they said okay you got to pay the amount of the ticket and then you know if you win you'll get it back or whatever you know okay like diversify your bonds yeah That's and right. then he comes back and they're like and he talks to someone else and they're like no it's double he's like whatever fine so he pays double and of course it's cash only yeah you know at this courthouse or whatever it was and so as of the writing of this, he still hadn't gotten his money back, <laughs> which is so crazy, even though he won. And so the whole thing is, though, really like this, because this guy's like a law professor. He's like, this is a 
he's like they're like doing like a civil thing for a criminal thing which doesn't make any sense and this and that so he's he's like the whole thing is like fucked up you know he just wanted to prove a point yeah yeah. You know, that whole thing, that whole system's like rigged. Basically, I mean, I hate to say it's rigged, but it's a whole, the whole, I forgot which show they talked about it, but they were like, the whole system's like basically designed to help cities and counties and states make money and off of the people who can afford it least. You yeah. know, they're like the traffic tickets and like you get a ticket and to fight the ticket, it costs you more than just to pay the ticket if you take in like lost work lost everything, you know, uh, fucking spent time, wasted, like, I got a lawyer, you know what I mean, just all this shit, you know, unless you can go back and sue the court for wasting your time, and even at that case, you know, you're still going to be hosed, you know, because you're still going to be out of work for days, and, like, this guy's a law professor, so of course he can do it, right, he can afford to, you know, it's worth his while to go and be like, you guys are assholes, mm-hmm. and I proved it. Yeah, right. I think it's even... uh sadder to realize that research was probably done to find the optimal money they could find someone um without you know to find that balance of like how much are they willing to pay yeah like five thousand dollars you know right but 272 dollars or whatever you know like okay although now the um where he lives the the laws have been repealed so they're not doing traffic cameras anymore. Okay. Do they still, do they turn off all the speed cameras where you guys are? Wasn't there something nationally about that or was it just local to Maryland? I don't remember like anything they were, about, like, about speed, any of that. The, I'll see if I can find an article. Maybe. We have, we have cameras taking pictures of people. I don't know if they're doing anything with it, but. Okay. Like I, I understand red light cameras, but I think there was something about, just general speed cameras being illegal like by the by the letter of the law they were illegal hmm. oh, i hadn't um, heard about that i that mean was i've heard about it ago. you know as in there's you know there's no one there to witness it blah 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 but you know but. right and maybe that was it maybe that was like the sort of the loophole thing um but i mean it was a couple of years ago but i thought they had turned them off but perhaps they got around that legislation or just turned it back on and said, fuck it. See who sends in money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's really all I had. James, you got anything? No, nope, man. Okay. Pretty quiet. All right. Pretty quiet on the Western front. Well, the Eastern front. Yeah. Yeah. Not if you're looking down from Alaska. <laughs> oh, you know, so, yeah, it's totally random, but actually two random things. So, um, you know, there's no, like, up, right? In, like, the solar system or the universe. Like, we have no way of knowing what's up. Yep. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's no up. The other thing is... It's like, north is up. No, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is, also from QI, which I watched this episode um, yesterday, I think, that if you ask where's the center of the universe, it's basically just wherever you are. Since the universe is infinite, like you can be the center. Hmm. And, and no one can legitimately argue against that. 
I thought it was where the Great Barrier is. The Great Barrier. <laughs> Tell us about the Great Barrier, Mike, and then I'll go into uh, some more some Stephen Baldwin readings. Oh, so yeah, the Great Barrier <laughs> is, of course, and I, I think it was actually in an episode of Star Trek, but it's uh, in Star Trek Five, uh, the Final Frontier. They have to cross the Great Barrier in order to go see God. Oh, God. is this? That's a that's, movie, though. It not, is a movie. This is not the Next Generation episode with the Traveler. No. Okay. No, but this is the Next Generation crew, and they run into Kirk. Wrong. Wrong. That's Generations. That's Star Trek Generations, which is the seventh movie. I don't know what. Overall, this is. is the fifth movie. Um, so it has Kirk and Spock and all them, and I mean, it's, it's it's honestly not a terrible movie. I mean, it's, you know, the plot's kind of crazy. I do like some of the scenes in that movie. You know, some stuff's kind of kind of fun, kind of interesting. You know, but you get to see uh, William Shatner's daughter. She's in one scene for a second. So cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. All right. Uh, well, as my final token of appreciation to this podcast and our listeners for uh, this week, I would like to first read you a synopsis of a movie starring Stephen Baldwin that has been announced. And then I will tell you the, the name of the movie. The promising career of a teen street basketball star crashes when he mistakes jealousy for friendship, then sees his plans for redemption derailed by the political vengeance of dirty politicians and corrupt judicial system. So Stephen Baldwin is, he plays Mayor Livingston and the movie is called Streetball colon game over. No, <laughs> it's not a real movie, right? It has been announced and it is cast. And it, uh... <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> Why? It's like just step do whatever. up to they don't the care. streets. Who's going to watch it? Like, they're like, they realize that movies don't go to VHS anymore, right? There's no VHS market anymore, right? Like, who's, they, no one's buying this in CVS or wherever they think they're going to sell this. I've seen, it'll be at the dollar store. Ugh. Is it even worth it to make it? Uh, no. Who watch, like, who watches these, like, it's good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. We're gonna have we're gonna have some fun here. We had a short episode, so we have a little time to spend. We can spend some time looking at some of the worst things on Netflix. Okay, a suburban town is torn apart in the aftermath of an accidental teen drug overdose. In this ensemble film exploring the mysteries of modern faith, starring Stephen Baldwin as the lead character David, the movie is called The Unmiracle. Jesus. Stephen Baldwin. Are you looking at his IMDb or something? Yes, I am. Okay. That's horrible. Your turn. All right. Now I'm looking for one. Oh, here we, oh, wait. No, no. I'm looking for one here. I'm going to find you a good one. See, the, here's the thing I love about Netflix. They just buy like a bunch of films in bulk, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is ours. We made this. And I was <laughs> like, man, you should not tell anybody you made this. <laughs> yeah. um, let me see here. So we got a bunch of the regular stuff here. Let's scroll down to the junk. Oh, here's here's something. Found the junk immediately. Yeah, here we go. So maximum ride, PG thirteen, an hour and twenty eight minutes. Six genetically enhanced orphans with the ability to fly and escape captivity have set out on a high stakes mission to save one of their own. 
one star. Oh. I like it. And it's got a I bunch would of pouty fucking angst-filled teens in it. Jesus I would Christ. totally watch that. It sounds like a worse version of uh, I Am Number Four. Oof. Definitely never saw that. Oh, man. Oh, this is good. So somebody decided, oh, you know, Archer and the whole style of Archer is great. You know, people love it. So let's make something just like it. So it's called Angler. No, it looks just like Archer, but it has some eight bit elements as well. Like it's like made with paint or something. And it's called Pacific Heat 2016. One season TV 14. They're absent-minded, mildly corrupt, and barely competent. Somehow, they're Australia's most elite detective unit. (laughs) What? (laughs) Two stars. Australia. Australia. Come on. When you said Pacific Heat, I I immediately went to the old USA TV show Pacific Blue about bike cops. Yeah. Is that the one that was like Gumble to Gumble? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Oh, my God. (laughs) They showed like chase scenes the montages of uh, like the bike cops jumping over a railing separating the sidewalk and the beach like tackling the perps the most elite beach police force on bikes known to the west coast that's great it was great (laughs) so much I mean there's so much and people they keep making them and I don't I don't know why I just don't. I'm 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 baffled as to why they keep making them. Uh, I don't know. People with with names. Oh, you mean the Netflix ones or Stephen? Oh Bowling no, any movies? of them. Any of them. <laughs> why did so? Why are crap movies made? Yeah. Or crap TV shows, whatever. Like, like uh, to quote Michael, how the fuck are they making money? Like, they maybe must it's no. Maybe it's, time it's uh, to stop. money laundering. Must be. I wish you'd just say, yeah, we're just laundering money. This is like a whole heroin scam. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Then I'd totally get it. Hmm. Just ridiculous. If you do a Google search, you can you can find a lot of uh, information about that. Yeah. I, like, I Googled, why do crap movies get made? There's, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff here. Oh, so. there we go. Just take a look, you know. After a skilled fighter falls in the ring, his younger brother emerges from the shadows to to train and get revenge against a, the, a brutal champion, kickboxer, vengeance. Two stars. <laughs> and who's in this fucking shit show? Starving Dave Bautista. He's the bad guy. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And Gina Serrano. Carano. Carano. She, she's a... MMA person, right? She used to be, yeah. Yeah, they don't care. Dave Batista, I kind of get why he's in this. Jean-Claude Van Damme, what's he thinking? And he's not, they don't even show him in the movie. Like, they, he's not here, and then they, I guess he's the brother. Maybe someone's grandfather who's played, I don't know. He, he calls him on the phone? Yeah, he, it's probably, <laughs> that's probably what it is. Hello? Hey. <laughs> Have you seen my wallet? Where is my wallet? <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh, man. I'll tell you, man, the internet is just like something else. It's full of all kinds of stuff. Then we got great shows. Here's a great show right here. It's fucking weird as shit if you haven't seen it. I think this is it. It's called Ascension. It kind of sounds familiar. They're on a 100-year mission 
to and they left Earth in the fifties or something, and they're on this one hundred year mission to go to another whatever. And it turns out that the whole thing is like the whole thing is like some kind of like they think they're on a spaceship, but it turns out at the end of it you kind of realize they may not be on a spaceship. They may be part of some they might be trapped inside like in a hangar in the United States somewhere being tested. Or in this massive hangar. A biodome? Well, yeah, but it's a spaceship. They think it's a spaceship. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that looks... I've, I've heard that show looks... Uh, is uh, pretty good, actually. It's really good, and there's only one fucking season of it. And yeah. they're never going to make any more of it, but it's awesome. It's an awesome show. There's a lot of shows up here that you're like, why is there only one season of this? But then there's more stuff with Stephen Baldwin in it. Yeah. He's a hit. National treasure. <clears throat> he's not in that. Oh, you mean he's he's a national treasure. Yeah, I don't know if he's a national treasure. (laughs) That'd be great if they remade that movie with uh, like Stephen Baldwin. um, and called it like uh, Domestic Hunter or some shit like that. (laughs) Which is honestly the Librarian series is kind of that. Yes. Yes, but I agree. I kind of like the librarian movies. Never seen them. There's no real reason to watch them unless you're crushing hard for Noah Wiley. But well, who isn't? I, you know, yeah. He is a dreamboat. He is, yeah, and so a doctor cool. at that. <laughs> Have you seen those commercials with all the doctors? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like for Cigna Healthcare or something, but it's they have all the TV doctors on there. So they have Noah Wiley, they have the guy from Scrubs, they have one of the people from House, you know, Cuddy. Um, they have they have like all these people on there. They have Alan Alda, you know. They have <laughs> they have they're all in this. They're like we're not really doctors, but we play we play them <laughs> on TV. You know, <laughs> it's a pretty good ad actually. It's like just like you shouldn't take medical advice from us, you shouldn't take medical advice from WebMD. Consult your doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I'm gonna put something in the uh, in the show notes here. Okay. That um, for everyone to see, my favorite TV show from when I was a kid. I used to watch this on my. Can I, can I guess what it is? What is it? You Mash. It is. Now, Mash was great. I'm so I'm sorry. I I feel like I interrupted you. Apologize, but oh. I don't know the name of the show. But is it the one where the kid transforms into a car? N- no, that's a great show. Though I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. It's not that. okay. This is, um, I used to watch this on satellite. I think it's British. I have no idea. But I used to, when I was stayed in Vegas, I used to, my aunt and uncle had a sunken living room that was a circle. <laughs> um, and you'd, you could sit on the, on this horrible, like filthy, ugly carpet and look at the TV. And I'd watch TV on their satellite TV and it's Danger Mouse. Okay, it's this white mouse, British, with an eye patch, and he has this mole partner, and they drive around in a car, like, in the sewers and stuff, and it's awesome. He's, like, some British, like, snarky British detective or spy (laughs) or something. It's awesome, though. Like, it's awesome. So I'm going to put that in here. I'll put some links to I'll put a YouTube thing, but it's on. I don't know how long it's going to be on um, What's Called For, but it's great. Danger Mouse is awesome. Um, When you were describing that, it reminded me of Hong Kong Fooey. Um, yeah, kind of similar actually, but, um, I don't know. I tried to watch it again as an, and as an adult and I was just like, it doesn't have the same thing for me, but it's still yeah. very good. 
Um, you know what I, I um, downloaded recently? And I, I tried to watch a couple episodes because I liked the show when I was a kid. Um, was David the Gnome. You guys ever watched that? No, sir. It was a really weird show about a family of gnomes who lived in a tree in the forest. And he was also a doctor, like Noah Wiley. And he would go around like helping the forest creatures and teaching uh, positive life lessons. Yeah, it was great Good. when I was a kid. Good. It's it's uh it's it doesn't uh doesn't transfer to adulthood very well. Hmm. I love they brought the show back on the BBC. So oh. the uh, the show where a kid turns into a car is called Turbo Teen. Oh God. Yeah. Jeez. It's animated, obviously. Yep. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna give you guys one more thing, and this isn't on Netflix. Netflix has two of the movies here. I'll be honest with you, I couldn't watch this. It's an anime. I couldn't watch it. Okay, it's called Magical Madoka. Okay, or Magica Madoka. Basically, it's of the genre of like magical girls, which is like the girls wear this cutesy little costumes and they have like a little staff and they're like, ha ha, and they do magic and they fight some generic evil. You know, it's very like a generic kind of a meme in Japanese anime culture. So when I first saw it, this came out like three years ago. When I first saw it, I thought this is stupid and it's not something I would watch. So I avoided it. But I would the one of the anime news sites I was watching. I was reading like the follow ups every now and then. Every week they'd have a follow up, and as it goes through, you know, you're like kind of reading them, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, you know. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, I mean, it's all like basic, the same stuff, same kind of trope, you know, oh, the beach episode, the swimsuit episode, uh, the school episode, the you know, all the same. The last three episodes the heroine gets murdered in a bloody fucking horrible decapitation <laughs> scene that is totally insane. And it was so ridiculous that the entire Japanese fan base was like, what the fuck is this? Like it was an uproar on the internet. So I have not been able to put the muscle in the energy to watch it. That's one thing I love about Japanese people and anime. And I, if people don't watch anime because they're like, Oh, it's cartoons. I'm an adult. I have a fucking credit card. I'm not going to watch cartoons. Look, the Jap- Japanese people have no fear in taking the heroine or the main character away from you in the worst way possible and not giving a shit about ending the show right there. You know, <laughs> like they don't give a shit. Like they're just heartless. Like you're like, they won't kill that character off. Nope. They're going to decapitate him and make him eat his penis. Like that's how they are. <laughs> they're so hardcore. So it's funny because if you look at this, all the girls are like 12 year old cutesy little girls with big eyes and one has pink hair and wears a pink outfit. I mean, it, that's what it's like. And then this last three episodes are just insane. I mean, it's insane. Um, and I just happened that came to my mind because I was looking at Danger Mouse and next Danger Mouse was the two Magic Magica Madoka movies, um, which I haven't watched. I haven't seen the show, but uh, I just remember reading about it and thinking how crazy that was, how crazy that kind of switch flipped switch was in that series. So, okay, I'm done. Nice. Well, I'm glad we uh, covered so much about IMDb and actors and film, great American films and uh, great Japanese. I uh, believe that's called cinema. Americana. Americana, no, dude. I hope Stephen Baldwin is not. I, I hope he's not remembered as part of Americana. I hope in a thousand years people come back and say, "Oh, Stephen Baldwin was great. People loved dude, him." Dude, <laughs> just just had an idea. 
Movie has not been written or announced yet. Starring Stephen Baldwin as the main character. Uh, Luke United, released in 2018. A time travel accident happens, and he gets transported back to 1776 and has to ensure the signing of the Declaration of Independence and saving America. The title of the movie, Americana. Jesus. Wow. Got him. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I'll call, I'll have my people call his people. <laughs> you do that, Evan. You know what? He's low enough that he's probably listening to this podcast. <laughs> so don't worry Steven, about it. Steven, I love you. Let's make it happen. You matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh boy. Well, I, I really have nothing else to add. I think we uh, went long on that uh, movie discussion, but I did enjoy it. You guys have anything before we mm-hmm. wrap this up for the week? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think we can put a bow on it. All right. Next week, William Shatner. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. You can check us out at our website, iopanelpodcast.com. We have Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash iopanel uh, for your 30-day free membership and free book download. Cancel at any time. I um, hope you enjoyed the show. I know we sure did, and we'll talk to you next week. You are still in my mind. The truth is so hard to find With all the things that's going on I lost track, I felt so strong